You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. You're listening to The, the Weekly, Weekly Ponder. Ponder. I'm Alex Welke, and I'm joined today in the studio by Nagina Pirzad and Hi. Tanner Owens of Hello. the Opinion Desk. Happy to be here. Yes. Um, and we're here today to talk about the week of news, the week of news at UO, and kind of what's going on. Do you want to dive in, Nagina? Yeah, so it is week eight on our campus, and a lot has been happening. A lot of powerful things happened the week before as well. So um, a lot of the newsworthy items um, are just follow-ups to some of those events. Um, starting us off in national slash international news, the whole deal with um, Syrian refugees has been coming up, and um, the whole thing with governors saying that they want refugees, they're welcoming them or not. Um, so, thirty-one refuge or thirty-one governors in the U.S. have actually said that we are not welcoming refugees into our states, um, and thirty of which were Republicans, and like. Yeah. So there's the one Democrat who's just like, no. Exactly. Um, but it, that doesn't really matter, though, what the governors say. It goes down to federal law. And so on Thursday this week, November 19th, um, a bill was passed saying that the process for refugees to enter the U.S. is going to be super vigorous. It's going to take like 18 to 24 months for them to even enter. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So they're making the application process a lot longer. Um, and I think this is all just to like weed out any potential people who have relationships or are themselves terrorists in a way um, because of one of the people who were behind the Paris attacks was um, assumed to be, I don't think it's been proven yet, so allegedly he was a Syrian refugee who came, um, who got to Europe through Turkey or through Greece. I think it was through Greece. Um, so yeah, so they're just taking some safety precautions and that's what passed um, in the House last or this week on Thursday. Yeah, with the governors, like, they, I don't think they can exactly, like, for sure say no, but they can make it harder and, like, make the funding and the resources for these refugees harder in that state, in their particular state. Yeah, I mean, it's a federal issue. It's basically just a big thumping of the chest, saying that we hate immigrants from, we don't trust people. Exactly, and a lot of people are getting... Um, angered about the whole issue or just, you know, everybody has their opinions. A lot of people are drawing comparisons with um, the early 1940s with Jewish refugees and mm -hmm. how, I think it was in 1939, where the U.S. closed its borders to Jewish refugees. And so drawing comparisons where it's like, no, we don't want to repeat that again. And it's like, do you want to be on the wrong side of history twice? Exactly. Um, and then... What's just kind of cool, bringing this more local, um, two student groups on campus have organized a rally um, set for November 30th um, at 2 o'clock outside of the Lillis Business School, um, just to kind of show their solidarity and support for the Syrian refugees. The two groups are um, Global Zero and UO Beyond War. Um, so that'll be cool. It looks like a lot and of people are going to attend. The Monday of week 10, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a Facebook event, um, and I think it's kind of just spreading, um, by word of mouth. Um, but it should be, hopefully it's powerful, hopefully it looks, or hopefully it does something, you know, for people on campus, raises awareness, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then going off of that, um, also on campus, so last week we talked about the rallies that happened, the demonstration, 
um, that was in support of the University of Missouri um, and like the whole hashtag Black Lives Matter cause. And so this week on Friday, President Schill called a meeting in the Global Scholars Hall. Um, it was in the Great Room and it was a packed house. There's so many students attended, students and staff members. And it was basically just to say like, for President Schill to be like, I saw what you did. I know you want to be listened to and I'm listening. Like I heard what you said and I'm going to like do everything that I can to kind of help out showing that he supports um, minority students and the students who feel like um, they have been racially not discriminated against, but just life has been kind of hard for them yeah. compared to my majority students, like white students. Yeah. And now they gave him a list of demands, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So the Black Student Task Force, which is the Black Student Union and the group that organized the demonstrations last week is the Black Women of Achievement. So they came up with a 12 item list um, that was drafted. And there's a really great article of that online um, on the Emerald site. Um, some of the items are like um, renaming the the buildings that yeah. were named after the KKK You told me that, members. like, Friendly Hall is named after a known KKK member. Right, Friendly Hall, DD. Um, I think there's a third. I'm not sure which one it is. Probably one of the older ones, I would hope. Definitely, yeah. Um, so he was just saying how he's optimistic to to bring racial equity, kind of, and, and do as much as he can off of that list. So he didn't necessarily say specifically, we'll do this or this or that. He didn't get into specifics. He was just kind of voicing solidarity. Yeah, exactly. But he was saying how a lot of, I think he was saying most of the points were doable and hopefully in time they will, they will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good first step for some change that has been needed. Exactly. I, I wish, like, I could have asked the students who are really involved in this to see, like, what they thought. Or did they mm -hmm. think, like, oh... Do they think it's enough? Do they think he's just trying to appease them? Exactly. Like, is he actually being genuine, like, to bring this change or what? Guess we'll find out. Time will tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I kind of moved from, yes, we want equal rights um, for race and for gender and for ethnicity and all of those powerful, important things... And let's be honest, we all went Chipotle on campus <laughs> as well. Um, Another important change in the future. Exactly. So everybody knows that the EMU has been under construction for quite some time now. And I met with the EMU renovation manager, Daniel Giger, who says that Chipotle is expected to open January 24th. It's a little off schedule. They wanted everything on like the fishbowl um, floor to be open by the end of fall term. But this one's moving into winter but it's coming. And that makes sense because Chipotle's having a lot of issues in Washington and Oregon with the E. coli outbreak anyway. So do we really want to rush Chipotle in? <laughs> exactly. Let's give them some time to, yeah. to train their employees to figure out their whole food crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not rush them. Yeah. Um, so Chipotle's coming and then other things on the fishbowl floor will be um, Subway and Joe's Burgers. Yeah. Um, Joe's Burgers was a cart for a little bit last year during the construction time. Yeah. Um, and those are, he thinks that they could possibly open um, by the end of fall term. Um, so he says hopefully that will happen and then Chipotle will follow um, once the new term starts. Can't wait for Chipotle. That's a very important update. I know a lot of people have been asking about when Chipotle will be opening because they have a lot of signage. Exactly. You can kind of see like the menu and stuff like they're giving us little glimpses into what mm -hmm. it's going to look like. What do you guys usually order from Chipotle? It's a burrito. I don't actually go to Chipotle. Actually, quesarito. I've never been to a Chipotle. <gasps> really? 
There's one well, on Coburg. <laughs> yeah, across the river. There was a guy on BuzzFeed who um, was saying, like, what to order so that you can get, like, the maximum amount of food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it turns out if you do the burrito bowl and get the tortilla separately... And the way he ordered it was interesting, too. You get, like, the most amount of food. Yeah, he gets, like, half chicken, half steak, half pinto, half black beans. And so they do, like, more than just the normal amount. Yeah. Yeah, I could see you doing that with half and if you get half getting the substitutions. But, man. (laughs) He, online, he, like, lays it all out separately and weighs it. And he gets, like, double the amount of food you would normally get. For the same price. I went to Qdoba the other day, and I'm like, what should I order? I'm starving. And I did the the burrito bowl. I'm like, (laughs) this is so much food. I'm glad I read that article. Yeah. Um, That's hard-hitting news, and it impacted your life, so it's important. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And then also along the lines of the new EMU, um, Daniel mentioned that um, Tuesdays at 4 p.m., every Tuesday, they do hard hat tours of, like, the new areas of the Mm EMU that... A lot of it's done. It's just, like, like blocked off from people to see right now just because it's not, like, 100% finished, and I think they want to, like, reveal it all at once. But there's, like, the new student wing that apparently looks really nice. I've seen pictures. Um, but for students and staff and anybody a part of the um, UO community, you can sign up for a hard hat tour. Um, you just have to do that at the UO admin office. Um, so Tuesdays at 4. You can also do, like, group private tours if you just, like, schedule that out. But they'll give you a hard hat. Make sure you wear closed-toed shoes. Oh, yeah. If you want to, like, keep your feet. Because <laughs> there's construction happening, so. Yeah, it is an active construction site. Exactly. So do that. Snapchat it. Put it on UO community. So Yeah, maybe that'll the get on the story. <laughs> there you go. So everyone can see what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I'm excited. He Daniel seemed really excited about everything because of um, they're a little off schedule, but they are under budget. And so he's excited about the random little aesthetic extras that they've been putting in um, and how like sustainable it is and all that stuff and like the whole modern look. And he thinks it'll look brighten up campus. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to eventually seeing that. Yeah, eventually. I know, I'm so... It kind of sucks because we're only going to see it for like... Well, spring term, even if it's even open then, I don't even know if it'll Maybe open. I'll go to Chipotle on graduation day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a burrito bowl. Oh. Yeah, for the seniors, we kind of just get all the shitty part of the new EMU. And we leave when the great part comes. <laughs> we got Starbucks, woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for pondering. Is there anything we should plug before we leave? If you are having... Any concerns about ways you can impact positive change in your community? Nagina wrote a great article that is coming out this week about ways you can do that. So keep an eye out on the Daily Emerald site for that article. Thanks, Tanner. Yeah, that was a fun one to write. And where can people follow you on social media? They can follow me at T underscore Owens 21 on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Nagina Pepina at on Twitter and Instagram as well. And I'm Wall, the number two Wallachie at, you know, twitter.com. I don't know how that goes. At at the Twitter. (laughs) At the Twitter. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for next week. Thanks. Peace.